Hey guys, welcome back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. This is kind of the Colorado edition. I'm out in Picton, Colorado at our beautiful off-the-grid mountain cabin. But I wanted to come to you on the three things that I think all human beings should permanently get out of our diet. The first was tap water. Uh, remember, there's no safe level of fluoride in your drinking water. Secondly are seed oils. We're going to actually touch on that today. And the third are genetically modified organisms or genetically modified foods. Remember that when we started to genetically modify food organisms, we did so so that we could make this seed resistant to glyphosate, to actually insecticides, to pesticides, to herbicides, to make it resistant to certain poisons. We didn't do it to enhance the crop yield. We didn't do it so we could enhance the nutritional content of the food. We did it purely so that we could enhance the yield of the crop by allowing it to be resistant to glyphosates or poisons. So I'm not a huge fan uh, of glyphosates either. Um, but So what I did was I went back in the research and I followed the lineage of genetically modified foods. And I actually followed the expansion of the research over the last decade. And you'll see that the research began in animal studies um, and expanded to much larger animal studies. And then they used anecdotal studies in humans. My, by the way, this is still while the U.S. federal government is allowing genetically modified crops and genetically modified foods into our food supply. And so eventually they allowed for um, actual human clinical trials. And this is where the information gets really uh dramatically takes a turn for the worst. So in 2009, and by the way, I'm going to make all of these this research available on the, on the podcast. You're welcome to click on the link below, read it for yourself. But in 2009, um, on the National Library of Medicine in the Food Science and Nutrition Journal, there was an article published um, on a clinical study done on the health risks of genetically modified foods. And they found that in animal toxicity studies, that genetically modified foods at that time may have shown several toxic effects um, on organs and organ systems. The results of most genetically modified food studies found that they may cause some common complications with hepatic, liver, um, pancreatic, renal, or reproductive uh, systems. And at the point where they were doing this research, it was early in the research stages on animals, and they found that they actually may be causing these effects. Uh, this was in 2009. By 2013, also in the Food Science and Nutritional Journal, the Journal of Food Science and Technology, um, a second rather large clinical study comes out on genetically modified foods, their safety, um, and the risks for public concern, and how some scientists were actually starting to sound the public health safety alarm and saying that we actually may have a public safety nightmare on our hands because the principal crops at the time that they were genetically modifying were um, herbicide and, and insecticide-resistant soybean, corn, cotton, and canola. Now, you know that the canola seed is one of the—or the, the, um, rapeseed is one of the seeds that I say you have to get out of your diet. It's one of the most toxic polyunsaturated fatty acids on the planet. It's horrible for cholesterol, for placking, for atherosclerosis, for arterial sclerosis. But now we have another reason not to like canola oil, and now it's genetically modified before it's industrial processed into a toxic seed oil. But corn, uh, soybean— and canola were the big, big crops that they were using. Now, just think of all of the different food products that we use soybean, corn, and canola in, even without thinking about just the toxic oils. And 
because there were such massive genetic modifications made to these DNA structures, they found that the genetic modifications um, provided for resistance to this um, uh, to this glyphosate, but it also changed the oil composition of these um, of these genetically modified plants, so that that oil no longer was was able to be heated um, above standard room temperatures. And so now when we genetically modify the seed, we start to genetically modify the, the, the properties of the food. It said that the biggest threat caused by genetically modified foods is that they can have harmful effects on the human body and they believe that a consumption of genetically engineered foods um, could be a massive contributor to the development of diseases where we are seeing a resistance or an entire immunity to antibiotics. Let me, let me repeat that. In 2013, this study questioned whether or not these genetically modified foods were creating an immune response that was resistant to antibiotics, meaning that they were creating um, infections that could possibly be resistant to antibiotics. Now we fast forward um, another 10 years, and or another uh, five years, and we find that studies now feeding mice with genetically modified um, potatoes and what we call these toxic genes um, cause significant deterioration in their mitochondria. They repeated these studies in larger rats and found that the um, deterioration in mitochondria, that was also repeatable. We know that mitochondrial aging is the disease of, of longevity. It is the antithesis of longevity. We know that aging is a mitochondrial disease. So if we're having a toxic effect on our mitochondria, if we're possibly altering our genome so that diseases are becoming, um, or infections are becoming resistant to antibiotics, and and even further affecting the, the, the actual composition of these oils so that they no longer can be heated to standard temperatures, um, then you start to get a real idea of how toxic some of these seed oils can be. Hey guys, if you've been watching the Ultimate Human Podcast for any length of time, you know that one thing I do not do is push products. I do not just let any advertiser into this space because I believe that the products that appear on the Ultimate Human Podcast should be things that I use every day in my life to improve my own physiology. One of them is something called the Echo Go Plus. The Echo Go Plus is a hydrogen water generator that you can take on the go. You essentially take the top off of this bottle, you pour bottled water in this, and repeatedly it will make high part per million hydrogen water. You press this little button, you'll see these bubbles going up in the water, that's hydrogen being created in the water. There are all kinds of peer-reviewed published clinical studies on the benefits of hydrogen water, including reduced inflammation, better absorption of your supplements, better absorption of your foods, better balance of the stomach acid, and it feeds an entire class of bacteria in your gut. Hydrogen water, in my opinion, is the most beneficial water that you can drink, and now you can take it wherever you go. You can go to Echo, E-C-H-O, H2O.com. That's Echo, E-C-H-O, H2O.com. Enter the code ULTIMATE10 for a discount. 
Echo H2O, entered the code ultimate 10 for a discount. Most of us have a very difficult time meeting our protein needs and certain protein sources like whey protein and others can be as little as 20% absorbable. This is 99% absorbable and it has all of the essential amino acids that the body needs to build lean muscle, to recover, to improve our exercise performance, and most importantly, to repair after we have intense exercise. So this is called Perfect Amino by Body Health. It's like I said, 99% absorbable. It only has two calories. Eventually the caloric intake has virtually no caloric intake. It will not break a fast. It tastes amazing. You mix it in water. I take this literally every single morning. If you're working out in a fasted state, you have to take a full spectrum amino acid prior to your workout to preserve your lean muscle and make sure that you're recovering properly. And again, it will not break your fast. So the caloric impact is virtually zero. You get all of the full spectrum amino acids. It tastes wonderful. I use it every single day. You can go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate and look for the perfect aminos. They actually come in capsules if you're on the go or it becomes in several flavors that they make in a powder, which I love. It's flavored with natural um, uh, means of flavoring. So there's no artificial sweeteners in here. So this is one of my absolute favorite products. Give it a try. If you're working out at all, you need a full spectrum amino acid. Go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. I love their lab tested products. You can actually see the absorption rate for all of their products. They've got great electrolyte protein combinations. My favorite is the perfect aminos. Bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. And now back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. Now let's fast forward to 2022. This is where the interesting research really takes a nosedive in my opinion. In January of 2022, you see a publication um, uh, evaluating, this was in the Environmental Sciences Journal, evaluating the adverse effects of genetically modified food consumption in human and animal studies. So now we've gone from uh, preliminary data in animals um, to large data in multiple animal studies to now large data in multiple animal and human studies. So this particular meta-analysis looked at seven electronic databases. Um, they went all the way back to July 1983 when the very first GMO foods were being modified, carried it all the way forward to uh, 2020 in vivo. And in animal and human studies, they found the incidence of adverse effects in genetically modified uh, food products to be close to 60%, meaning of the total number of adverse effects 60% of the adverse effects that they reported were considered to be significant. Among the 204 studies, 60% of the adverse events were serious in across all of these studies. Um, and the serious adverse events that they recorded, wait for it, increased mortality, death, um, tumors or cancer, uh, significant increase in the incidence of tumors or cancer, significantly lower fertility in high consumption diets with genetically modified foods, decreased learning and reaction capabilities, and um, organ abnormalities. Now, if that's not enough to tell us to limit our genetically modified foods, then the conclusion of the study really does it. It says it's worth noting um, that at the end of one particular clinical study, there were multiple aspects of adverse events on other biomarkers 
this is where I personally think the shoe is going to drop because we don't have enough evidence to say that when we genetically modify a food product and then human beings consume that food product and it's genetically modified in a way that nature could not possibly have accomplished that modification. It's done with electrophoresis or um, high amounts of radiation or other mechanisms that are very unnatural in the plant and animal community or on the surface of the earth. What happens when we modify foods in this way? Well, the fact is that we don't know, but we're starting to get evidence now in human beings that this could actually modify other genes in our bodies, not only make us susceptible to infections that are resistant to antibiotics, but possibly altering, um, even altering our DNA. So now that I've sufficiently scared you, and I, I hate like the, you know, the big Instagram um, ads where just somebody just gets online and just is like, this is going to kill you. That's going to kill you. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. So what do we do? Well, first thing we need to do is just learn how to read food labels. The good news is that genetically modified foods and non-genetically modified foods, with the exception of organic, usually are about the same price. So if you go fully certified organic, you are completely negating the effects of genetically modified foods. The US FDA does not allow certified organic foods to, um, to be GMO. Um, there's also a, not on all foods, but there's a PLU number, a little sticker on a lot of our fruits and vegetables and foods. It's called a PLU number. Many of you know if that number begins with a nine, it indicates that that is an organic food. If it begins with an eight, it means that it's been genetically modified. Now here's a trick. Um, that many food manufacturers are beginning to use that I find very sinister in food labeling. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration requires that foods be labeled as GMO or genetically modified. You can also label them as non-genetically modified, and obviously those won't be GMO foods. But a sneaky little way around this now is that food manufacturers are calling these genetically modified foods bioengineered. So they'll say this is a bioengineered food or that it contains bioengineered ingredients. If you see bioengineered food or bioengineered food ingredients, turn and run. Guys, start reading your labels. Get genetically modified foods out of your diet. These are non-natural, non-whole foods, not the way that may, uh, nature meant them uh, to be consumed. And get the seed oils out of your diet. Those things will change the entire trajectory of your life. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe to the channel so that I can continue to do more research and bring you guys great ideas on how to live a healthier, happier, longer life. And as always, that's just science. If you haven't had a chance to connect with me on theultimatehuman.com, head over there now and sign up for my free newsletter and all of the exclusive content.